It's not just time to get away. It's time to travel with Anita. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Now, here's the host of Travel with Anita, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel with Anita and Friends. Now, who's ready for a road trip? It's the trend these days to pack up the car, jump in the RV, and hit the road. And it's how I'm traveling these days, too. Now, I recently set out on a road trip that I have been wanting to do for a long, long, long time. I explored two of my favorite low country cities, Charleston, South Carolina, and Savannah, Georgia. Now, you guys hear me talk about Savannah all the time, but I also love Charleston. I love both cities for some of the same reasons. The Southern hospitality, everywhere that you go, that laid back easy flow that you find in the city history architecture and you know i can't leave off that delicious abundance of great southern cooking and in particular seafood because you're right there on the coast in both cities and you can get all the seafood that you want and great southern cooking now for this road trip i started in charleston at the Hotel Emmeline, where my first stop was right outside of the hotel door, the City Market. It is bustling with energy, activity, people, horse carriages, street vendors, and with Charleston's favorite wares kind of being made right there on the street, talking about those sweetgrass baskets woven right there on the street with lots of other things like art and handicrafts. All of them are perfect to take home for yourself as well as for souvenirs. Now, that market dates back to 1790. Can you believe that? And it, it has had various names throughout the years, but it is definitely the perfect place to spend hours. And actually, you'll need hours because there is a lot to see. There are people to chat with to learn more about the city, the culture, and really just the vibes that makes Charleston one of the top U.S. cities to visit. Now, next, I was off to explore the city. Now, I can't come to Charleston without a stop at the Pineapple Fountain. <laughs> and you know, pineapple is all about welcome and hospitality. That's the whole symbol for that. So I had to stop by there. And while I was in the area, I took a stroll ar- along several of those cobblestone streets. And also, you know, if I'm in that area, I got to go and check out the battery as well. I also took a tour of the Old Slave Mart Museum on Chalmers Street. It is believed to be the last slave auction mart in South Carolina, and it was added to the National Register of Historic Places for its role in Charleston's African-American history. And while you're doing that, you'll also want to check out the Old Exchange and Provost Building. Now, I got a two-for-one ticket, so I got a chance to see both of those for one price, and I just said wow to that and checked out both of them. Then I was also off to Sullivan Island, and that was my next stop with a visit to Fort Moultrie. Now, did you know that that fort has been involved in many of America's wars, from the Revolutionary War to the Civil War, and even had some involvement in some of our more modern-day wars? And it was once named Fort Sullivan. And here's a little bit of trivia that you may not know. The original fort was built using palmetto palm logs. Can you believe that? I don't know. Those trees just look like they might be kind of spongy. And they are. But that's also one of the things that helped save that fort is that when those cannons were coming in, that kind of sponginess of those palmetto logs really helped in saving the fort. 
Now, I also had a chance to visit Drayton Hall, and it is an 18th century plantation located on the Ashley River, which has been preserved in its original state. No kind of, you know, fluffing it up or giving it a facelift or anything like that. It's a plantation which is focused on how the home would have looked during that period. Now, after visiting a couple of these things, I was then off to Savannah. But first, I had to also make a stop by the Angel Oak Tree to see one of the largest and oldest oak trees with limbs and those kind of gnarly branches that spread across the ground. And of course, you know, I took lots and lots of pictures of that. So if you want to see some pictures of it, check out my website, Travel with Anita. And there you'll find pictures of that Angel Oak Tree and all those branches that you can't really believe that they're... The tree's that big and the branches are that large and they're all over the ground. It's pretty cool. So I went on to Savannah. Now in Savannah, I had to do, I had a chance to do some of my favorite things that I love to do whenever I go there. And that is walk along River Street and visit all of those little shops. Now, if you've been to Savannah and to River Street, you know that you can always go and have that be part of your your things that you do when you're there because there's always something to see in those little stores along the river. And then, of course, just taking in the river views and just that whole river vibe. And then afterwards, I was back to my hotel at the Alita to hang out by the pool for a little while. But then I went back out to take another tour at the Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil walking tour. I had to check that out too, because I've read the book a couple of times, seen the movie of that. So I wanted to take the tour as well. So then I'm back to the Hotel Alita so that I can hang out again by the pool. Now I've been to Savannah several times and this trip, I really wanted to enjoy relaxing at the hotel. And later in the show, I will share with you my fabulous time that I had at the pool in a cabana <laughs> at the Hotel Alita. It was perfect for the downtime and relaxed time. And after a great tour, it was the perfect way to say ah and just relax. Now for more information, if you want to start planning a road trip to Charleston and Savannah, that low country road trip, visit the website explorecharleston.com. Now while you're there, make sure you grab their essential Charleston passport. It's only available online and it can help you with really seeing all the sites, all the things to see and do while you're in Charleston. You'll just have it all right there in your hand. And for your visit in Savannah, you'll want to visit uh, the website visitsavannah.com. Now, I'm, you know, just so excited for you guys to take this trip because not only was this a trip where I got a chance to see and do all these different things, I was also there as part of an on-the-road promotion that was being offered by both of the hotels. So this meant I got also some discounts for my stay. I uh, got a chance to do free parking. So a lot of things to help you save money so you can have more time, more money to also go out and spend in the city and take all of those things in. So you definitely want to check those things out. So again, for Charleston, it is explorecharleston.com. And like I said, Make sure you grab that Essential Charleston Passport so you can have that. And in Savannah, visit the website, visitsavannah.com. Now, later in the show, I'm going to have a chance to talk with someone at each of the hotels so that you get a chance to hear like all the experiences that I had and what it would be like for your stay there as well. Lots of amenities, lots of things to do. And here's, a, here's the catcher that really pulled me in. Each of the hotels 
pet friendly because you know if I'm hitting the road I'm taking the dog with me <laughs> it's just a thing to do now I'll stop here I'll take a break and when I come back I'll share with you a conversation that I had uh, with Drayton Hall in Charleston because as I mentioned that's a plantation you can go to it you can see exactly how things were in the 18th century they have not done a lot of facelift or anything like that and you'll make that top of the list for your stay while you're visiting there. And while you're in the Drayton Hall area, there are lots of other plantations and gardens and places that you can check out in Charleston as well. And you may want to head on down and check out that Angel Oak as well. Now today's show is brought to you by Alliance Travel Insurance. You know, I say all the time, you don't want to hit the road without your road buddy. And when I say road buddy, I'm talking about travel insurance because you want to protect your travel investment because that's exactly what it is. It's a travel investment. So you want to Check out their website, AllianceTravelInsurance.com, and look through the options and see what is the best one for your trip that's coming up. And remember, you can insure trips that are 150 miles, you know, just, you know, 150 miles. I'm thinking, though, you might put a few more miles on the car with this trip. <laughs> but you can insure trips that you think might not be insurable that are insurable, even if they are like 150 miles. So check out their website, AllianceTravelInsurance.com. Now, as I said, when I come back, we're going to go over to Drayton Hall in in Charleston, and I'll talk with their curator there to hear all about and share with you all all about that plantation from the 18th century. Here on Travel with Anita and Friends. Back in a moment. a truly historic site when traveling is not as easy as you think. Many historic buildings have been given a facelift and updated. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends, where I have a conversation to share with you. I visited Drayton Hall in Charleston, an 18th century plantation, which has not been updated and filled with replicas of furnishings of the time. I talked with Trish Smith, curator of historic architectural resources at Drayton Hall. She tells us all about the home and what we can experience when visiting. Drayton Hall is a site owned by the National Trust for Historic Preservation. It is open to the public soon to be six days a week. Uh, and so folks that come here can see a house that was built before the American Revolution. Um, John Drayton purchased this property in 1738 and we think that his house was finished by about 1750. We also have a historic caretaker's house that was built around 1870 and was home to an African-American family who lived and worked at Drayton Hall after the Civil War and into the 1960s. And so folks can see that as well. We have a gallery with archeological artifacts and furniture, paintings, um, we have a beautiful landscape and a nice landscape walking tour. So we like to think we have a little something for everyone. <laughs> Absolutely, and just all different times of uh, periods in time as well. Mm -hmm. So during the Revolutionary War, what was going on here at that time? Oh, well, um, this house looks like it was a very uh, important and maybe exciting place to be during the American Revolution. The Drayton family was certainly swept up uh, in the events of the time. So John Drayton was the owner of the property at the time. His sons, uh, Charles and William Henry, were both patriots who um, served during the American Revolution. John himself died fleeing the British in 1779 
and was buried somewhere along the way. His wife, Rebecca, and children returned to Drayton Hall, and as far as we can tell, remained here for the duration of the war. And then during the Civil War, too, it has a, a presence in history as well during that period of time? It does. The Civil War is uh, sort of a confusing time period for us. There are some conflicting accounts about what happened here and why it is that Drayton Hall survived that war when so many other houses in the area didn't. Mm -hmm. And to help answer that question, we've actually devoted a whole room in one of our exhibits to the question of how did Drayton Hall survive the Civil War? And so people will hear about uh, the theory that there were smallpox flags posted here to warn people off that you know, maybe this was a smallpox hospital, or maybe they lied to say that it was. There's that story. There's a couple of stories. We haven't been able to confirm any of them yet, so mostly it remains a mystery. But we invite people to come see that part of the exhibit and weigh the evidence. Maybe they can decide for themselves. Yes, it's all up to interpretation sometimes when it comes it down. It is, to yeah. But now, speaking of interpretation, you have lots of artifacts that you guys have... Uh, found here on the property and uh, certainly some great interpretations on those. We do. So we have been doing archaeology at Drayton Hall since the 1970s. And from those excavations, we already have over a million artifacts in storage right now. So and we think we only excavated about 2% of the property. So it boggles the mind <laughs> to think what's still out there and what we have yet to find. I mean, from what we've seen already, there's just fascinating artifacts that tell us so much about the people who lived and worked here. Mm -hmm. um, and folks can see a lot of those artifacts on display in our gallery right now. There are also opportunities to come interact with our archaeologists and to, you know, participate, um, learn and work along with archaeologists, clean some of the artifacts with us. Um, so those are, are fun and exciting opportunities. That is a great opportunity. How does yeah. one go about doing that? So um, we have a program for members of Drayton Hall um, called Preservation Wednesday. And so if you're a member, you're invited to come out for Preservation Wednesday and help scrub whatever artifacts are freshly out of the ground or help label them. Um, it really is a tremendous help to our archaeologists, but it's also a lot of fun just to get to handle the artifacts and learn about them. We've also done field schools in the past where folks can sign up to come out um, and actually dig alongside of our archaeologists. When we go inside the actual home here at, at Drayton Hall, it's like walking back in time. It is. Drayton Hall is such a fascinating artifact, and that's a good way to think about it. It's largely untouched by people or by time. Um, so many houses of this age either don't survive or they've been so heavily restored mm -hmm. that it's hard to get a sense of what they were like or how old they really are. Mm -hmm. And Drayton Hall is so different. So um, it stayed in the same family for seven generations. That family made very few changes. And so when the National Trust for Historic Preservation purchased the house from them in the 1970s, they recognized how incredibly rare that is to get a house of this age in such an untouched condition. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to respect that. And so they made the decision that we would not restore Drayton Hall, that we would conserve it 
as we received it. But now, um, you also tell a really great story of some of the enslaved people who uh, worked here, uh, which is, you know, which is great because we can now identify some people and know that um, the person by a certain name actually worked here, lived here. So tell us a little bit about that, the work that you're doing. Yeah. So my colleague, Amber Satterthwaite, has done a tremendous amount of work looking through the diaries of Charles Trayton. And she went through those diaries deliberately looking for names of enslaved individuals. And she pulled out over 190 names and created a document for all of us to study and to learn from so that we can turn to a page and learn, for instance, everything Charles Trayton ever wrote about Carolina the bricklayer. And so you start to see the story of Carolina's life and his work unfold. I mean, as told by Charles Drayton, of course, um, but it's a better look than we've had otherwise. And so it's fascinating to see the stories of some of these people. One of the most interesting people that we've seen from uh, Amber's research in the diaries is um, a man named Billy. And so Billy has a really fascinating and kind of heartbreaking story of trying to um, have some say in his work that he does and um, you know where he goes and what he does and um, several of the individuals on the property sort of get involved in Billy's story and so it's just really neat to be able to see these very human very relatable things unfolding for us. So folks who are interested in coming can find all the information they need on our website, which is DraytonHall.org. Um, you're also welcome to check out our social media pages. We have Facebook and Instagram accounts, and those are also good places to see what events we have coming up. During the pandemic, we started experimenting with weekly webinars so that we could interact with people all over the world. And that's exactly what we did. We had a really tremendous response. So we're bringing that back this fall. We're not doing them weekly this year uh, because that was pretty ambitious, but we are doing them monthly. And so even if people aren't able to come to Drayton Hall physically right now, they can still uh, learn about our newest research and interact with our curators and our staff uh, in real time on these webinars. And so those can be found on our website and social media as well. Fascinating, right? So you'll want to visit and explore the beautiful gardens as well and hear the stories of those who call Drayton Hall home. Now we'll stop here, take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you about those hotels where I had such a great stay. When we come back, you're on Travel with Anita and Friends. You get a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal Maybe together we can get somewhere Any place is better Starting from zero, got nothing to lose Maybe we'll make something Me, myself, I got nothing to prove You got a fast car I got a plan to get us out of here Been working at the convenience store Managed to save just a little bit of money Won't have to drive too far Just cross the border and into the city You and I can both get jobs Finally see what it means to be living See, my old man's got a problem 
Yeah, but the bottle, that's the way it is He says his body's too old for working His body's too young to look like his My mama went off and left him She wanted more from life than he could give I said, somebody's got to take care of him so I quit school and that's what I do The saying, home is where the heart is, can apply to travel as well. You understand a hotel setting that is welcoming, inviting, and comfortable. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. And on my road trip through the two most beautiful cities of the Low Country, Charleston and Savannah, I had the chance to stay in two beautiful hotels. And I can definitely say both fit the bill of welcoming, inviting, and comfortable. They truly have a feeling of home. Great guest service, ideal location, and so many amenities that you are sure to have something for everyone that's traveling with you. And most of all, both are part of the on the road promotion with a dinner special, 10% discount for baby boomers, and they're pet friendly. So you know when I heard that, I was headed over to those hotels. Now while staying at the Hotel Emmeline in Charleston, I was immediately taken in by the nostalgia around the property. So many things that put you in that kind of old school vibe. You'll find record players and albums in your room and in the spaces that they call living rooms. There are public spaces. There are oversized sofas and chairs inviting you to sit for a spell and read or people watch or even meet new friends. That's what I did. And while I was there, Shannon Hartman and I were on the morning show with Bill Main. We talked about the hotel and what you can experience. Now here's a clip from the mornings on Main Street with Bill Main and Shannon Hartman. And me too. Well, Shannon, let us know about it. Now, uh, how long have you guys been in business and, uh, and what sort of amenities do you offer? Well, Emmeline opened on July 1st, 2020, so we forged through during some uncertain times to open our doors, and it's been a great experience so far. We've been very well received with the Charleston community, which is a <clears throat> very important to us because we really wanted that authentic guest experience, and for the local Charlestonians and the artists and the vendors and the makers and the purveyors to really be showcased at Emmeline as kind of that truly authentic Southern experience. And Emmeline is kind of the inspiration and the personification of our hotel. She's a consummate Southern hostess. So from the moment you come in, we kind of want to really graciously welcome you like you're a friend and visiting someone's home. And it have a really residential, cozy, comforting feeling when you walk through our doors here at Emmeline. It's, I'm looking at pictures of it online. It is a beautiful space. I mean, just, just gorgeous, just gorgeous. Uh, now. <laughs> Anita, I know you're experiencing it firsthand. I will ask this question of you, and I know this may seem a little off the beaten path, so I apologize if it is, but uh, knowing Anita's uh, propensity to want to travel with her fur babies, is it a dog-friendly, pet-friendly hotel? <laughs> we are indeed. We love the fur babies here. We also have an in-house pastry chef who makes organic dog treats for our four-legged friends. <laughs> so when you come here, we have little foxes. It's inspired by a restaurant here, the Franny and the Fox. Um, sweet potato, organic dog treats, dog bowl, Pendleton bed, um, Emmeline mat, everything ready for your dog when they come visit us. And um, because of the timing in which we opened, it was a lot of people driving, and they had gotten used to being home with their, their dogs, and they wanted to bring them with them. So since we've opened, we've had a, lot, a large percentage of dogs who stay with us and travel and have come to love Emmeline as well. So 
it's really fun to see, and that added component, again, really makes it feel like home. Checking in with the uh, Emma Line, which is a fantastic place to be. Shannon Hartman, Director of Sales and Marketing, with us along with Anita. And, uh, you know, uh, the other thing that I know Anita can sniff out in a heartbeat, besides a place that's friendly to her pets, and that is Good Eats. And you mentioned restaurants. Uh, what do you have on site? Our restaurant here is called Franny and the Fox. And if Emmeline's a consummate Southern hostess, Franny is her kind of gregarious kid sister. <laughs> so when you come to Franny, it's a place to kind of sit back, relax. The menu is very approachable. It's all about sharing and engagement and conversation. So we have house-made pizzas. We have an Italian wood-fired oven that's kind of the inspiration for our menu items. And we hand-pull our mozzarella each day. And the whole idea is just for people to come gather. You can start off here, end up here, or that can be your full dining experience. And we also have a beautiful courtyard and outdoor fireplace. So we have that indoor-outdoor experience that we can use almost year-round here in Charleston. So that's just another way that it really makes it um, just a fun restaurant to be in and a place that people like to gather and just sit a while. Okay, so uh, Anita? I'm going to let you take this one here uh, because you're always helping us to be able to take advantage of different uh, savings and different opportunities. So uh, did you find any uh, any specials there as far as, as, as Emmeline's concerned? Do we have any packages? Oh, absolutely. Speaking about road trips that uh, Shannon mentioned, they have an on-the-road-again package, and it comes with complimentary parking. It comes with a $50 dining credit per day. Wow. And also, too, there's some wine amenities and things like that when you arrive. So, absolutely, they're looking out for you and taking care of you. I figured if there was a deal, you'd find it. But that's what I love about it because when it comes to traveling and doing it the smart way, Anita's got it taken care of. Hey, if folks want to find out more about the Emmeline, maybe book a stay for, for, for their family or their pets or whatever it might be, uh, how, how do we get in touch with you to do that? Just to log on or where? Um, yes, we're very accessible on hotelimmeline.com. We're on Instagram and and Facebook as well. But we have you can book online or you can give us a call, and we'll help navigate you through the booking process and coordinate some fun components of your stay and find out what's interesting to the individual traveler and try to make that experience happen for them. We're all about really engaging our guests and personalizing the experience for what you want out of Charleston and whether it's history or our location is right here on the market, so there's a lot of walking tours, carriage tours, home tours, the waterfront, the batteries, all right outside our doors. There's so many things to see and do, and um, Emmeline's right in the heart of it here in downtown Charleston on Church Street. Now, are you ready for a stay? Visit their website at thehotelemmeline.com. It is just the best hotel. Now, when I say, you know, there are lots of amenities, there are also a lot of great spots, too, for sitting outside. They have this huge fireplace where you can sit outside. You can have dinner around there. If you're traveling with some of your travel buddies, you can also... Invite them. You guys sit around the fire, order pizza, order drinks. Pizza is what I had because the food is really, really good there. And you can just sit around, have a few chats. Now, if you're into Instagram and getting those Instagrammable pictures, this hotel is definitely an Instagram hotel. You'll want to take some photos in that living room that I mentioned earlier. It is perfect for that. It's perfect for just kicking back, hanging out there, taking some selfies or taking some pictures with your group. And you'll want to bring those home and show people exactly what you had 
a chance to experience. Now, I took pictures all over the hotel. So I want you to go to my website, travelwithanita.com, and take a look at the photos. I took some pictures of myself sitting outside by the big fireplace, took some pictures in the living room, pictures in my room, especially by those record players, because I was really fascinated with those. And you can actually play records there <laughs> if you'd like to. But now when we come back, I'm going to also share the hotel where I had a chance to stay in Savannah. So I'm going to stop here, take a break. And when we come back, I have all the details of that hotel. And oh, you really don't want to miss it because both of these hotels with them pet friendly and all the amenities, you'll definitely want to have a stay there. Back in a minute here on Travel with Anita and Friends. things I look for in a hotel. Location, great restaurants and bars, a comfortable bed, and lots of amenities, like being pet friendly. (laughs) Hey, you know me, I'm taking the dogs. And welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. And at the Hotel Alita in Savannah, checks all of those boxes and more. It's your spot for a road trip through the low country with a stop in Savannah. And I know I have many listeners down on the Georgia coast who also listen in on the show. And you may be planning a day trip to to Savannah. So I want you to listen in for the details on the perfect spot for you together with friends for dinner or for drinks or maybe for both. Now, I have a conversation with the general manager, Michael O'Shaughnessy. Um, the Alita is a, it's a relatively new hotel to the area. We've been, um, we've been here in the historic district of Savannah now about three years. Um, so the Alita has, uh, it's 173 rooms, um, both rooms and suites. We probably have about close to 20 suites in the property. So, um, a very spacious property, um, as well, we feature a beautiful saltwater pool with cabanas, um, which is especially popular, um, during the summer from the months of of May through September with our beautiful weather here in Savannah. Um, and then for food and beverage experiences, we have um, down on our River Street level, we have RET, um, which is our all day dining, which serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, as well as the trade room, uh, which is our lobby whiskey bar concept, which is a lot of fun, um, as well as we do. So we actually, we also have a, um, a pool bar, which is a lot of fun um, that we serve um, a lot of our, our local cocktails um, to our guests. And we have the Lost Square up on the roof, um, which is um, just an awesome experience, beautiful view of the, of the city of Savannah as well. So we're definitely a, you know, a boutique local um, uh, property. And a lot of our concept is tied into the locality. And it is, it's, you know, so I think there's, God, there's over, it's a 25, 30 squares in Savannah, right? So we were that last lost square. So if you're looking for somewhere to finish your, your day for a cocktail after walking through um, the city, um, we're, we're one of those. We like to be one of those squares as well. So tell me what's trending, what's new, what's noteworthy uh, there at the Alita? 
So right now, from a lot of a lot of what's new is really throughout um, our food and beverage experiences. So um, you know, currently right now we're doing a really fun um, single in Savannah happy hour, um, which we've been hosting now at the Law Square from four to six, uh, which is starting um, uh, this September. Um, we do in the trade room. We feature um, a whiskey of the week. Um, for whiskey enthusiasts, you know, whiskey is becoming a lot more popular now. It's a little more um, of a, a sophisticated experience, which a lot of our guests enjoy. So we're featuring many different whiskeys um, through September and October, um, which can be popular as well through the fall as it kind of hopefully starts to cool down a little bit, a little bit in Savannah. Um, and then, you know, overall, I mean, even this time of year, you know, um, we're, we're very supportive. Um, we have a lot of families that still come through and they come through on the weekend. So we focus a lot on, on our younger travelers as well and our children and kids that are coming in with amenities. And um, we have a concierge, of course, who's always ready in the lobby to set up tours and tours of Savannah. Um, we're partnered as well with Old Savannah Tours um, who, who sets up tours as well um, because that's, that's a lot of what's really popular um, in Savannah. So Absolutely. I know people love to do those tours when they come to Savannah, especially those ghost tours. But now my listeners love a deal, love special promotions. And first of all, you're pet friendly. So in my mind, as a big dog lover, you already have something, you know, great that's pulling me in. (laughs) But what are some of the special promotions? We do. Yeah. So yeah, we're super pet friendly here. I mean, we're, we're, we're just human friendly, right? At the Alita, we support every guest and everyone that, that wants to stay in Savannah. Um, it's just that type of, of hotel and that type of culture here. Um, but we have um, had some real success with um, our on the road again, promotion, um, which we've been, you know, featuring really um, as, as things have changed. And, you know, obviously we've had a tough year this past year, year and a half, um, but we're starting to see a lot of people traveling again and start people now starting to be able to enjoy things in life. And we want to make sure that we're welcoming people back and we're, we're featuring our on the road promotion um, again, um, which is for more of our travelers that are regional, that are driving into the area, um, features things like complimentary parking, $50 dining credit, a welcome bottle of wine, um, and also welcome treats for your pet, you know, on arrival. So um, we also do, uh, we featured this past year, we do across the board a 10% discount for all of our baby boomers out there, just to make sure that we're, we're showing love to, uh, to everybody. Um, and then we have a, a pretty comprehensive, we call it our Simply Savannah package, which is complimentary bike rentals, um, walking map, $50 drinks uh, credit, dining credit, and tickets with old Savannah trolley tours to just have a full comprehensive experience of both the hotel and Savannah um, while you're with us. We do a lot here um, for the holidays. We're working on our holiday packages right now, um, you know, which will have similar, similar deals probably in relation to, um, to dining and uh, experience more in RET and your dining experience in RET. Um, you know, we'll be doing a full and beautiful um, decor um, roll out for the property starting right after, um, right. Or right after Thanksgiving, um, we've partnered with interior designs, um, which is our local landscaping company here that does all of our 
landscaping and interior plants. Um, if you've seen the property or you've been here, you'll notice there's a lot of lush green and live um, plants um, throughout the interior and exterior. Um, so we've partnered with the with the, that same company to do all of our holiday decor and our Christmas lighting um, in uh, in December. The hotel has a historic look, but it was built from the ground up, right? Yes, that's correct. Yes, it was built from the ground up um, and construction and opening finished. Um, and uh, we opened at the in October of 2018. So it is, yeah, we, we wanted to keep the, the build and the design very authentic to Savannah, especially the historic district with all the, the red brick that you see down in this area. Um, but it is, it is a brand new building, yes. Now I have to ask a little bit more about the food and beverage opportunities. Uh, Rhett, I had a great dinner there, but tell my listeners a little bit about the food options. Um, Rhett is down on our, our ground floor. It's a classic American kitchen. Um, it's, it's quintessential Southern fare. Um, we have an awesome executive chef, Jason Starnes, who's been with us now for a couple of years um, and has really, really made his mark here in Savannah with Rhett. And the, the trade room um, is up on our lobby floor as well. So that, you know, that's going to be really focused on not only all of our cocktails and our local cocktails, but we have a really extensive whiskey collection, um, local brews and, and, you know, and spirits as well too. There's, there's a lot of local brewing um, breweries around Savannah. Um, so we've partnered with all of those local breweries too, to make sure when you're, you're staying here, you know, not only can you have, um, you know, your, your Corona or Bud Light, but you can also have um, a lot of the, the local beers too that are, um, that are amazing here in the area. And of course, too, we talked a little bit earlier about the Law Square, um, but that's just a beautiful, you know, um, living room feel. If I'm going to describe it a little bit, it's it's we have a lot of lush furnishings and um, comfortable seating all throughout the the roof. So um, I, you know, I describe it as a little more intimate. You know, if you want to come up, especially in the in the fall, we have a gorgeous open um, double sided fireplace. Um, that our guests can sit out and have a cocktail and enjoy the sunset um, overlooking Savannah. And you can also overlook and see um, the, the, the Savannah River too. So super, super intimate. It's a, it's a real gem um, here in, in uh, the historic district. You also have a young chef's program. Tell us about that. Executive uh, chef Jason Starnes um, introduced that a couple of months ago. And it's really to, to focus on our aspiring chefs and give them an opportunity to experience more of a teaching style kitchen. Um, and it allows them basically to highlight um, their own specials. And then if their special gets selected each week, we actually put that, um, that item on the menu. So they're able to actually develop their own, their own items, um, their own specials, and then we'll feature the young gun each week will actually feature their item on the menu. So how do we go about booking a stay at the Alita? our home website, which is the Alita Hotel, um, com, And, um, you know, there's a, there's an easy way to book and booking engine there. That's where you can really get a sense of the property and understand what we have to offer. Um, and you can connect directly there with, with a lot of the packages and the different deals that we might have going at the time as well, um, are all through that, that website. Okay, after hearing all this, are you guys ready to book a stay? I know your answer is yes. So visit the website, thealitahotel.com. Now, 
when you go, I can tell you guys that you're going to want to get one of those bikes and ride around Savannah. And it's close enough to also to River Street, so you can just hop right down there if that's one of your favorite things to do. Or take one of those tours that Michael talked about in the show. They're all there for you to do to have a great time. And remember to check out the website, visitsavannah.com, because they can also help you plan your whole trip, all the things that you're going to do. And again, if you're going for a day trip, this is the place where you want to go for dinner and drinks. They're at Red. I mean, you want to go to a restaurant named Red, right? <laughs> you're in the South. You're in Savannah. You got to go to Red. Now, thanks for joining me today. Now, plan that road trip, but remember to stay safe and healthy while traveling. And check out the website of our sponsor, Alliance Travel Insurance at AllianceTravelInsurance.com because they have options to help you with all of that and also protect your travel investment. So check out their website at AllianceTravelInsurance.com. And we'll be back soon with another great destination here on Travel with Anita and Friends. Bye-bye. Let's go and see the stars.